Pastor Simpson. Hey, Minister David. times we find ourselves going back to some places that we don't need to be in amen and so what happens is we, we don't understand why we find ourselves you know going back when we shouldn't we should never uh, go back to any place that we used to be in let me Okay, so um, 
so many times we find ourselves going back to some places that, you know, we should never be in. But what happens when you find yourselves going back to that place? What happens when you find yourself in a backslidden place? What happens when you find yourself in some places or in some areas that you just never thought that you would be in? So what do you do? What do you do? You got to trust God. You have to trust him. You have to trust him. Amen. You you have to. I would tell you, you know, keep trusting him. You know, it's it's only God that's able to bring you forward. It's only God who's able to bring you out. It's only God who's able to give you what you need in your need but you have to believe you have to trust you have to have faith you have to know that he can you have to know that he will because in order for all that to take place you have to have the gift of wisdom you have to have the gift of wisdom amen and so i thank god for um this opportunity once again to come to you all this afternoon for mr and mrs devotions coupled together bible study amen and let me go ahead and um, put my my banner up there so that y'all will know where we are. Amen. And so, let me change it right here because it needs to read the gift. The gift of wisdom. And how many of you need the gift of wisdom? How many of you need the gifts? Of wisdom. Honey, I listen. I thank God. I thank God for the gift of wisdom. If nobody else can thank God for the gift of wisdom, I thank God for the gift of wisdom. Because you know, and I and I keep saying this, and I guess I'm gonna continue to say it until some of you really understand the meaning and the purpose behind this particular passage of scripture in Proverbs one and seven: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction we have to ask ourselves why 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 is it that we don't want wisdom what it what is it why is it that you don't want to know something why is it that you don't want to understand something why is it that you won't receive knowledge of something good why is it that you don't want to receive wisdom or something good why because some some people want to stay where they are some people are content in what they're doing. Some people would rather just stay in that place because they just feel like that's a comfortable place for them. They don't see anything wrong with it. They they will continue to just be like, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. This is what I um this is what I like and can't nobody come in and, and and tell me any different. Amen. And so I know sometimes we get tired. I know sometimes we get weary. I know sometimes we get frustrated. I know sometimes we get beside ourselves depression sets in oppression sets in i know that our, our children does the most i know that sometimes our marriages begin to be a handful our finances uh struggles addictions uh, we, we, we we may find ourselves on a job that we have been trying to get rid of um you know for the longest what is it why is it that we just can't get to a place of understanding what is it that we just can't get to a place of knowledge why? Because of frustration, because of issues, because of troubles, because of struggles, because of people, because of our family, our parents, our children. What is it? Why is it that we just cannot receive the gift of wisdom? Why is it? Amen. And so today is April the 21st. Today is day 107. And our scripture text, our Bible study lesson is coming from James 1 and 5. And it says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. When we're asking God for direction, when we're asking God for instruction, when we're asking God for knowledge and wisdom, when we're even asking God, why is it that I'm in this place? Or why is it that they're over there? Or why is it that this is happening in my life? You cannot be afraid to go to God and just ask him or put or, or or talk with him concerning your concerns and he will give you wisdom he will answer your question he will answer it with wisdom he will answer it with love he will answer it with um 
with generosity. He will answer it without judging you. He will answer it without finding fault in you. He will answer it without making you feel like you'll never get to a place. God doesn't judge us unrighteously. God judges us righteously. He judges us by our accountability. He judges us by our responsibilities. He judges us by the things that we say, by the things that we do. God judges us by our actions. God judges us how we are behaving. He judges us. But if you don't ask him for wisdom to be able to keep you from making those mistakes, then you'll, you'll never know. He said, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God. Ask God for wisdom to show you truth. Ask God for wisdom to show you righteousness. Ask God for wisdom to show you how you need to behave, why you should read the Bible, why you should serve his son. Ask God. Trust me when I say he will answer your prayer. But you have to receive the answer that he gives you in the midst of whatever that you're asking him from, whatever place that you're asking him from. Whatever, whether, whatever mindset you're asking him from, just allow him to speak to your question, to speak to your circumstance, to speak to your struggle, to speak to you and where you are. Amen. Today is hump day. It's Wednesday. Amen. That we're in the middle of the week. We're almost making it out. You know, some will say, thank God for Friday. Or thank God the weekend is here. Amen. So, Lord God, I want to thank you once today. And I bless your name and I glorify you, Lord God. Continue to allow the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart that will be acceptable to thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, somebody on here needs wisdom. Somebody needs knowledge and understanding, Lord God. Somebody needs direction and clarity, Lord God. Lord God, somebody may have questions that may have questions that are seeking you and they need direction in, in an area to go, God. God, we don't know what they're lacking, but whatever that they're lacking, Lord God, let them ask you and that you respond to them generously, Lord God, without any fault, Lord God. God, I just thank you on today, Lord God, for just blessing me and keeping me and leading me and guiding me, Lord God. God, I thank you for another opportunity to teach your word. I thank you for another opportunity to teach your word with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, continue to allow me to know how to hide the word into my heart so that no matter who I need to give the word to, they will receive it in Jesus' name. They will not receive me. They will receive you in Jesus' name. So Lord God, as I begin to decrease, you increase, Lord God. Remove my flesh out of the way. Remove my emotions out of the way. Remove my feelings out of the way, Lord God, so that the Holy Spirit will rise, so that the Holy Spirit will take over, so that the Holy Spirit will lead me and guide me into the directions that I need to be in, Lord God. God, I love you on today, and I bless your name, and I glorify you. Lord God, you are the Lord of Lords. You're the King of Kings. You're Alpha and omega you're the beginning and the end you you are the lily in the valley you're jehovah jireh you're jehovah nisi hallelujah thank you jesus you're our beginning and you're our end, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord God. And I thank you for those who are watching me right now, Lord God. Because as they're watching me, they're not really seeing me, but they're seeing the God in me. So, Lord God, continue to allow your light to shine through me so that I will lead them to salvation. I will lead them to you. I will lead them to healing. I will lead them to deliverance. I will lead them in the right direction so that I can lead them straight into your arms so that you will embrace them and you will comfort them right now where they are, Lord God. So God, I thank you, Lord God, for just making it. We're, we're, we're almost out of this month, Lord God. But God, I thank you for allowing me to see month four in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. So God, I thank you, Lord God, because you're still a God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ever think or ask by the power that continues to work in us, Lord God. So God, I thank you for it right now, Lord God. Look on my mother, Lord God. Look on my children and my grandchildren, Lord God. Look on all of my Godchildren, Lord God. And a special prayer out to my, my Godson, Antoine, Lord God. I thank you for keeping him, Lord God. I thank you for covering him, Lord God. From the crown of his head to the soles of 
under his feet, Lord God. I thank you that you have a hedge of protection just kept all around him. And I say thank you for his life, his health, and his strength, Lord God, because that was nobody but you. And God, I ask you that you will continue to cover him, Lord God, that he will recognize that one day he has to come out of what he's in, Lord God, so that he can continue to do a work that you've called him to do. And so, God, I thank you on today, Lord God, and I, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you for showing me that I'm right where I need to be, Lord God. I thank you for showing me that I'm doing what you've called me to do, Lord God. God, I thank you that in spite of how people may see me, you see me differently, Lord God. And that, I say thank you, Lord God, because they can't hold me, but Lord God, you hold me and you mold me and you reshape me into the identity that you would have for me to be for your glory and not for their story. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So God, continue to cover me. Continue to use me as your shell. Continue to use me as your vessel so that the light will continue to shine through me so that I can shine your light through me through somebody's darkness and that they will want to come to the light and see a special light, a healing light. And God, I just thank you. Lord, I just thank you on today. God, I just thank you on today because on today, God, it's just me and you. On today, God, it's just me and you. And Lord God, I thank you that I'm able to talk with you and, and commune with you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for just saving me one day. God, I thank you for delivering me, God. God, I thank you for restoration and I thank you for healing of my mind and healing of my body, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for just picking me up one day from a place of depression, from a place of suicide. And on today, God, I can say that I'm healed in Jesus' name and I'm delivered delivered in Jesus name God because now I've learned how to press forward I've learned how to press through I've learned how to move forward in spite of what I see in spite of what I hear in spite of what comes against me no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned in the mighty name of Jesus weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning and God for that I say thank you for my weeping and thank you for my joy because without any of those, I would not know how to keep praying. I would not know how to keep persevering. I would not know how to keep standing and keep pushing God. So God, I thank you for never leaving me, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, for just loving me beyond me, Lord God. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you in Jesus name. Oh my God, in Jesus name. I thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Surround me with your presence, Lord God. Surround me with your presence, Lord God. Surround me with your presence. As the songwriter says, I won't go back because you've changed me, Lord God. And every day you continue to change me in your liking. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for just showing me how I need to be according to the word of God and not according to friends and not according to family and not according to my husband, not according to my children, not according to my finances, not according to the associates that I'm around majority of my day. But God, I thank you because it's nobody but you. And I'm grateful and I'm humble on today that I'm able to serve you, Lord God, that I'm able to let you, not let you, but I, but, but for you allowing me to, for you to be my number one, my number one guy, my number one help, because I know that in this season, you are my right now present help. So continue to embrace me with your love. Continue to embrace me with your grace and your mercy so that I'm able to embrace others with them as well. So, God, I thank you and I love you on today and I bless your name and I glorify you. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, I pray. We pray. Amen and amen. So, on today, again, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I am Elder Serena Holloway. I pastor alongside my husband, Bishop Christopher Holloway Sr. at our ministry, Divine Worship Christian Center, right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. The address is 3702 Knox Lane, and I'm so glad to be able to serve alongside a man who truly is a man of God, who fears God, who fears God, and he is on the right path of righteousness. Amen. And I'm so grateful and I'm so humble for him and his teaching. So y'all continue to pray for us. As we continue to pray for you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. How you doing? 
on today, Pastor Wu and, and Pastor Davis. It's good to see you both on here. And let us go ahead now, and we're going to move forward in the gift of wisdom. And James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you in James 1 and 5. And I read, well, I said to you earlier that you need to go and you need to, you, some of you just need to study Proverbs. Proverbs will help you. It'll help you. It will, it will definitely help you. Amen. And you cannot despise wisdom and instruction. It says fools despise wisdom and instruction. Amen. And so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So if you lack knowledge, you need to ask the Lord. If you lack wisdom, you need to ask the Lord. Whatever you lack. You need to ask the Lord. So James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And um, verse 5. It says. In, if any of you lack wisdom. Let him ask of God. That give it to all men liberally. And upbraideth not. And it shall be given him. But I'm going to start. Uh, when I finish the Bible study lesson. And here I'm going to start at James chapter 1. Start at the verse at verse 1. And I'll read on through. And this is Bible study. We're just not just going to be talking just on that scripture. But I like this, whether I'm going to read. I'll go back or I'll move forward. But in either case, you'll be able to be um, um, encouraged through the word of God. Amen. So you should have your Bibles. You should have your pens. You should have your paper. For you to write down your notes, your questions, your, your scriptures, or whatever you need to do. Amen. And if you need uh, prayer, um, you can ask for it in the comment section. Or you can um, text it to 865-241. You know what? That's the wrong number. And I bet you some of you have been texting. And I have been meaning to change it. And I haven't. And I need to do that now. And that's so crazy. Because somebody, somebody inboxed me and was like, um, that's not the number i tried to call that number and i couldn't get a hold of it because it's not 241 it's 214 and i want to apologize it's 214-7770 so that's i'm sorry so that is my fault and i do apologize but if you need to leave a prayer request at that at my at my uh number 865-214-7770 you can send your prayer request you can send your encouraging words whatever you want to do you want to call and hear a prayer that's fine too but you can text that number and you can also leave a, a voicemail um at that number as well and so we're going to go ahead and move forward now um our bible study lesson says as you walk the path of life you'll encounter dead ends that stop you in your tracks crossroads will bring confusion about which way to go you'll grow tired and frustrated when progress feels slow you won't know if you should keep going you won't know if you should turn around or you won't know if you should just stop walking altogether to the lord there is no such thing as a foolish question you can ask him for wisdom about any step to take when your thoughts are clouded by doubt, when your thoughts are clouded by dis discouragement, God gives clarity and renews your purpose. God is ready and willing to provide discernment in every situation. So you have to ask yourselves, which decisions are before you today? And that's a question. What decisions are before you today? Do you have decisions that you need to make? And you're not sure which area you should go into. You're not sure which direction you should take. You're not sure if you should take this job. You're not sure if you should leave that job. You're not sure if you want to get married. You're not sure if you want to stay married. What decisions do you need to make today that you need an answer to? So the gift of wisdom is what you need to seek God. Because whatever that you lack, all you have to do is seek God for direction. Amen? It says, what problem or conflict seems impossible to solve? How are you struggling to keep your priorities in order? Should you play it safe or take a leap into the unknown? Seek the Lord in everything and allow him to guide your way. Now, listen, we all know that this lesson is talking about the gift of wisdom. But you know what? Was I, while I was reading that, this scripture dropped in my spirit. And, of course, it's Matthew chapter 6. 
And it is a very familiar passage of scripture because we've all said it. We, we all said it. We all um, use it nine times out of ten. We're telling somebody to put God first in everything that you do and every everywhere that you go. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, the 33 verse, the 33rd verse says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. 34 says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And what you have to understand is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness means to turn to him first for help. But what, what do we do? Sometimes we'll turn around. Put my bookmark here. Sometimes we'll turn around and we want to we want to go and call our parents. We want to go call our children. We want to go call. Um, we want to go call our friend, a family member. We want to go call all of these people to get all of this information to make a decision when it clearly says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." You got to learn how to ask God. And well, here's the thing. You may know how to you may know how to ask God, but you may not have the patience to wait. So can I say that again? You may know how to ask God, but you may not have the patience to wait to hear from God. And sometimes that is what causes some of us to get tripped up. That's what causes some of us to make mistakes. That's what causes some of us to find ourselves in situations that will not be where God will have us to be, not where God would want us to be. Um, we may be praying for a job and we already know the answer, but we'll take it anyway because we didn't seek God. We saw somebody else was like, oh, it makes $50,000 a year. Take that job. If I was you, I would take it. But have you consulted the Lord? Have you consulted the Lord? Have you prayed about it? Have you fasted about it first? Have you looked at the pros and the cons? And here's another thing that I need to say to you. Listen to this. Sometimes it's not wrong to seek advice from people, but make sure you're seeking advice from godly people that will be able to say, listen, I know you want to do this and I know you want to go here, but what you need to do is you need to seek God for direction. I can give you my opinion. I can give you my own facts, but God will give you exactly what you need when you need it. But you got to have patience to wait. You got to have patience to hear. You got to have patience to seek. Yep, I said it just like that because so many times we'll just push through because we don't want to wait. So many times we'll do something because we don't want to wait. And we find ourselves in a bad place. We find ourselves in a place of stuck. We find ourselves in a place of stuck on stupid. And you know, and that's why you got to understand, no question is a dumb question. Ask. But even though the scripture tells us that we are to avoid, listen, let me, let me, let me go here. Um, I want to say it's, I want to say first, second Timothy chapter two. Let me see. Is it, no, I think it's first Timothy chapter two. Let me see. I don't want to spend too much time on here because I do know where I need to go. Um, uh, I thought it was, maybe it is 2 Timothy. Yep, it is 2 Timothy chapter 2. It's chapter Timothy chapter 2 and it's verse 23. And it reads, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strifes. And the reason why you have to be careful is because sometimes you can be talking to somebody and they they're not getting it. And so they're they're just they just then it goes into just you're just being silly. And so instead of being angry and getting frustrated, just avoid it altogether. 
just don't even go there. Just say, you know what? Go find somebody that you can talk to that can maybe go there with you to give you what you need. But sometimes we find ourselves in those places because we're asking people that we know that they don't know or we don't know that they don't know and we continue to ask them anyway. We're trying to make them know. You can't make somebody know something that they're saying they don't know. So it's almost like you're, you're looking for me to tell you something and I can't give you that. And so many times we got to say, listen, go find somebody that can give you what you need because apparently I'm not able to do that. And so God is saying, if you just get the gift of wisdom, get the gift of knowledge, get the gift of discernment. When you go to seek the Lord for direction, he will speak, but you have to wait for him to speak. Amen. Amen. So with all that being said, um, we're going to go ahead to James chapter one and um, James chapter one at the first verse. And it reads, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad greeting so here the writer of this letter a leader of the church in Jerusalem was not James the Apostle but James Jesus brother the book of James was one of the earliest epistles probably written before AD 50 after Stephen was martyred persecution increased and Christians in Jerusalem were scattered throughout the Roman world because these early believers did not have the support of established Christian churches. James wrote to them as a concerned leader to encourage them in their faith during that difficult time. And that's what happens. Anytime we find ourselves in a place and we don't know what to do, anytime we find ourselves in a struggle, we don't know where to go, anytime we find ourselves broken, we don't know who to seek because we don't want anybody to look at us like we're silly. We don't want anybody to look at us like we're retarded. We don't want anybody looking at us like we, we just don't know what we're doing or, or how we should do it. So we, we find ourselves just not asking and just doing things on our own, not realizing, not realizing that we're messing it up by ourselves because we've not asked for wisdom. We've not asked for knowledge. We've not asked for instructions we've not asked for direction we've not asked which way do we go you have to understand that it's not God did not intend for us to be double-minded God did not intend for us to be unstable God did not intend for us to be tossed to and fro but you'll find yourself in that place when you're not asking for direction when you're not asking for wisdom where you're not asking from godly people where you're not just seeking the Lord and you're going to people who are not living right you're going to people who are not living a life of nothing you're not at you're, you're going to people who don't even serve God and you're asking them for direction it's almost as if thank you Holy Spirit it's almost as if I, I, I go to Walmart and I need two by fours. Uh, well, let me not use Walmart as an example. Let me, let me, let me use food city. Let me use a grocery store. It's almost like I can go to food city, the grocery store, but I need two by fours and I need sheetrock and I go in food city and I go to ask them, can, um, where's y'all two by fours and y'all sheetrock at? They're going to look at me like you're that's crazy. We don't sell two by fours or sheetrock. And the first thing you say is, well, isn't this a grocery store? And of course, they're going to say, well, yeah, but we don't sell hardware, hardware supplies because it's a grocery store. So I'm giving you an example of how people will go to people who can't help you, who don't have what you need, who can't supply uh, 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 instruction to what you're trying to do. So in order to do that, you, in order for you to grow and in order for you to get what you need, you have to go to people that's going to give you what you need. That listen, if Philippians 4:19 tells us, but my God shall supply your every need according to your, until according to your, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, then you have to understand that Jesus is your major supplier. 
that Jesus is your major provider. That even though they even though God and his son already knows what you need before you ask, they just want you to ask. They just want you to come to them. Listen, sometimes they're not going to come to you. Sometimes they may not even hear you. But how are you asking? How are you seeking? What are you needing? Because it's got to be according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. So with that being said, um, verse two says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. The word diver means many. So somebody said, well, what do you mean count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptation? Because what you have to understand is we go through trials and tribulations in life. And for some of us, we go through trial and error, okay? So the word temptation, as used here, refers to trials or testing. It does not mean an enticement to do evil. While God tests us, he never provokes us to sin. God will never provoke you to sin. I got to say that again. God will never provoke you to sin he may test you but it's satan that comes to tempt you tempt you with those temptations that you have um came out of that no longer you know bothers you but what happens when it does count it our joy sometimes you just gotta be you're all right and that goes back to we, we talked about that on yesterday i believe it was um we talked about that on yesterday. Um, was it yesterday? Uh, I don't think it was yesterday. Um, let me see. It wasn't yesterday. It was, uh, yeah. Um, I want to say the other day. He, uh, yeah, it was. It was free to obey. It was 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Listen, thank you, Holy Spirit, for remembrance. Listen, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says this. This is what you have to understand. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Let me get there. Right here. There hath no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. So, again, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. It's not going to be when you fall into diverse temptations, it won't be too hard to where you can't walk away. It, it's not going to be too hard to where God won't make a way for your escape. But when we stay in it too long, we're going to make wrong decisions. Think long, do wrong. That's just that. Think long, do wrong. And that's what happens. So never try, never ponder so long on a situation when you're about to do evil. Drop it and move on from there. Don't stay there too long because you will find yourself then falling into the temptation. But you can escape the temptation if you choose to walk away. Amen. So uh, verse three says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Okay. So James doesn't say if we face trials, but when we face them, he assumes we will have trials and that it is possible to profit from them. We are not required to pretend to be happy when we face pain but to have a positive outlook because of the results trials will bring now let me speak to that you don't have to always look like you're going through but then you ain't got to put a front on as if everything is okay either sometimes when you are in a place alone and you are praying to god and you're seeking for guidance and god will send somebody your way just to say you know hey how you doing today i'm good nothing that the lord can't handle 
And that right there is okay to say because there are some that really be, may really have enough faith to where they gonna they really believe. But to those who don't have enough faith and don't know that you can come out of that and you feel like you are not about to come out, then if that person asks you how are you doing, this is what I'm going through. This is what this this is what I'm facing. And when you begin to release that, then they're able to pray with you and for you. How do I know that? Because James five. Because James chapter 5, the 16th verse says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And that is the key. It's sometimes you may not have a fault. Sometimes it, you, you ain't even made a mistake. And you may not even be sinning. Sometimes you may just be having a bad day. You're just frustrated. Nothing is happening the way that you want it to happen. Everything seems like it's going wrong. Trial on this side. Trial on that side. Trial in front of you. Trial in the back of you. It's like you're just surrounded by trial. And you do. You get. You say, Lord, I don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand why I got to go through this. I don't know why. It seems like I just can't come out of this valley. Lord, I'm praying. I'm standing. I'm seeking. I'm fasting. I just don't know what it is. But God, I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. So Lord, say Send, send a sign or send somebody, send something to let me know that I'm coming out of this. And sometimes you're here. I knock at the door. And you just open the door and they just come and say, you know, I was thinking about you. I was on my, I had left the grocery store and I was driving home and something said, you know what? Go by and check on sister so-and-so. Go by and check on brother so-and-so. And you you can you just don't know and you just follow the spirit of the Lord and you arrive at the house you knock on the door they open it up and it was like hey what brings you by well I was on my way home but then the Lord had me to turn back around and head this way so I mean are you all right is everything good you know do you need prayer you know what is, are you straight and at that moment at that moment is your opportunity to just release. Because if you have the gift of wisdom, if you have the gift of discernment, you should be able to recognize at that moment if they're just being nosy or they are really have a concern for what you were going through. But if you have a gift of discernment and you just came out of prayer and you know what you were taking to the Lord, that should let you know right there that God has sent a ram in the bush. So take that ram allow that ram to be the sacrifice that G, that god has prepared for you and release that stuff then they will pray with you you can cry on their shoulder they may have some encouraging words or sometimes they won't even say anything sometimes you god just will send somebody just for you to just empty out lord have mercy thank you jesus sometimes you just need to empty out sometimes you just need a release Think about, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Think about when you eat something um, bad and you don't know that you've eaten something bad or you've eaten something that doesn't agree with your stomach. What happens? You have to empty it out. So you're either going to throw it up or you're going to poop it out. Yep, I'm going to say that again. Either you're going to throw it up or you're going to poop it out. But in either case, it's coming out. It needs, it needs a release. So and so it doesn't really matter where the release is where the release is going out or whether the release is being pooped out it's being released and sometimes you have to release those toxins that is not good for you that's trying to frustrate you that's trying to cause you to fall into diverse temptations and if you feel like you're about to backslide if you feel like you're about to throw in the towel if you feel like you're about to give up if you feel like you're about to just give in you have to release it and you have to release it in a way that when you're done releasing the God's going to replenish you 
He's going to refill you. He's going to restore you. He's going to he's going to allow the love to come back in. He's going to allow the meekness to come back in. He's going to allow the 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 joy back in. He's going to allow the the knowledge back in, the wisdom back in. He's going to allow um and I, and, and I want to read them all. I should, and I know y'all like well you should know them. But listen, I know some of them. I don't know all of them, but I'm, I'm going to read them to you. But what you have to understand is in Galatians chapter 5, when you release all of those toxins, when you release all of that sin, when you release all of the faults, when you release all the mistakes, when you release your frustration, when you release the hurt, when you release the pain, when you release all of that stuff, you got to be replenished. You got to be restored. You got to be uh, uh, revitalized. And so what's going to go, what happens is then meekness will, will fill your, your temple. Your temperance will fill your temple. Your, the love will fill your temple. The joy will fill your temple. The peace will fill your temple. The long suffering will fill your temple. The gentleness, the goodness, the faith, it will fill your temple back up. Because, you know, listen, Lord have mercy. This is going, this is, this is our fellowship and I, I need to stay focused. But in Matthew, listen, right here. And Matthew, let me, let me help you out right here. Matthew, um, hold on. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Um, I, I want to help you right here because what you have to understand is when you release all of that stuff, it, it's got, you got to be able to, um, you got to be able to. Um, let me just go ahead. I was gonna give you the scripture, but let me just say it because I, I don't want to waste too much time looking for the scripture because I need to walk through this until I get the five. So um, the scripture says, when an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, then that that spirit comes back to the house and he finds it empty and garnished and swept clean. Then it says he leaves and go find seven more demons that's worse than the first and what well, this worse than those and it comes back and it enters in and then you're messed up more than you was the first time before you gotten rid of it so you have to replenish when you empty out whether you're going to throw it out whether you're going to poop it out you're going to have to replenish you're going to have to be restored you're going to have to be revitalized restoration and healing and deliverance you have to maintain so that, yes, when you fall into many temptations, you'll be able to count it all joy. Amen. So with that being said, you have to understand that we are uh, um, that James tells us to turn our hardships into times of learning. Turn our hardships into times of learning. Rough times can teach us patience. So we can't really know the depth of our character until we see how we react under pressure, right? So good morning, Minister, or good afternoon, Minister Jesse. So verse four says, uh, I'm sorry, verse three and four says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men generously, that give it to all men freely and upbraided is not, is not going to unravel, is not going to unfold, is not going to come undone. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. It says, and it shall be given you. It will be given to you. It will be given to you and it will be given to you freely. It will be given to you generously. So this is what you have to understand that even in that, even in that, when you are under pressure, even in that, when you're having hardship, even in that, when things are falling all around you, even in that, when things are not working out for your good, you don't have to cuss. You don't have to scream. You don't have to holler. You don't have to do any of that. But if you do, you can repent and ask God for forgiveness because this is grace and his mercy. But don't keep doing it until grace and mercy runs out. So eventually you have to get to a place that when hardship hits or when struggle hits, or when something bad hits, you got to learn how to stand on the word of God. You got to let patience have her perfect one. So you're not wanting anything. 
But if you're about to lose your mind, Lord, I'm about to lose my mind. I need you. What do I need to do to hold on? What do I need to do not to fight? What do I need to do not to let loose? What do I need to do? God, I need your wisdom to, to tell me what I need to do, to show me how I need to act. Because my character and my integrity is about to be questionable. Is about I'm about to lose it. And yes, even though that we may, hey, Bishop, even though that we may have um, uh, uh, um, we, we may have control of our body, even though we may be able to bring our, our flesh up under subjection. But what happens when you can't? What happens when you fall into many temptations? Because at that moment, you're being tempted to cuss. You're being tempted to fight. You're being tempted to hurt. You're being tempted to hit somebody. You're being tempted to do wrong. But count it all joy. And let patience have her perfect work. We're not all perfect. But he said, strive to be perfect for your father in heaven is perfect, right? So he doesn't cause us to, he doesn't call us. And he doesn't call, God does not call us and God doesn't cause us to be unstable or double-minded. But if we draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to us. Amen. So with that being said, what you have to understand is this, that God's desire to make us mature, God's desire to make us mature and complete, meaning perfect, not to keep us from all pain. Instead of complaining about our struggles, we should see them as opportunities for growth. Can I say that again? Instead of complaining about our struggles, we should see them as opportunities for growth. So, so that we can thank God for promising us to be, to be with us in our rough times. We need God. We need God. We need God to hold us. We need God to mold us. We need God to shape us. We need God to grow us. We need God to heal us. We need God to deliver us. We need God to hold on to us. So we need God in all of those things. We got to draw to him so that he can draw to us and give us our need. Not I need to fight, not I need to get somebody told, not I need to cut somebody out, not I need to call somebody out, not I need to hurt other people, but I need for an opportunity to grow in an area that's causing us to struggle. He never told us that the road that we're on would be easy. He never told us that the road that we're on would be perfect. He never told us that the road that we're on wouldn't lead us into a a a a a, a wilderness or through or or through the ocean or the valley or high mountains. What he said was, he'll make a way for our escape. What he said was have faith as a grain is a mustard seed and we could speak to that mountain and cause that mountain to move what he said to us was in john 14 and 14 whatever you ask in my name i will do it what he said to us was love your neighbor as you love yourself what he said to us was love me with your whole heart what he said to us is that if you stay here in this place i will keep you in this place we have to get the word down on our heart so that when struggles and troubles happen, we're able to call those words out so that we can speak life to our situation so that it won't kill us in our situation. Lord have mercy. So with that being said, we got to thank God for promising to be with you in rough times. Ask him to help you solve your problems or give you the strength to endure them. Listen, if he won't solve your problem, then ask the Lord to give you strength to endure. Ask the Lord to give you patience. Ask the Lord to give you perseverance. Ask the Lord to give you strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my salvation. The joy of the Lord is my help. The joy of the Lord is my knowledge. The joy of the Lord is my wisdom. The joy of the Lord is my right now present help because psalms 121 1 and 2 says as i lift up my eyes into the hills which cometh my help know that my help cometh from the lord 
we got you got to know where your help comes from that's the key so ask him to help you solve your problems or give you the strength to endure them then be patient god will not leave you alone with your problems he will and help you grow you gotta want to grow through your struggle you gotta want to grow through your problem you got to want to grow through your struggle. You got to want to grow through your situation. You got to want to grow through it. If you go through, if you grow through, if you grow through it, you'll go through it. I'm going to say that one more time. If you grow through it, not go through it to grow through. No, if you grow through it, you'll go through it. If you can grow through it, you will go through it. Because growth is maturity. Growth is is wisdom growth is knowledge you're recognizing you need growth so if you're recognizing that you need growth then you need to ask the lord to give you what you need because you're lacking you're lacking um strength you're lacking your abilities you're, whatever you're you're lacking in those areas so by wisdom James is talking not only about knowledge, but the ability to make wise decisions in difficult circumstances. If we need wisdom, we can pray to God and he will supply what we need. Christians never need to grope about in the dark, hoping to stumble upon answers. We can ask for God's wisdom to guide our choices. So when James speaks of wisdom, he means practical discernment. Wisdom begins with respect for God, leads to right living, and results in increased ability to tell right from wrong. God is willing to give us this wisdom, but we will be unable to receive it if our goals are self-centered instead. So our goals cannot be self-centered. Instead, they have to be God-centered. To learn God's will, we need to read God's word. Can I say that again? To learn God's will... We need to read God's word. Ask him to show us how to obey it. And then we must do what he tells us. We must do what he tells us. Amen. So with all of that being said, you have to learn how to endure your trials and your temptations. You have to learn how to handle trial and temptation. You have to learn how to use wisdom knowledge and understanding concerning trial and temptations because again god tests us but it's satan who tempts us and in either case when we're not sure what's going on we need to ask god for wisdom to discern right and wrong to discern good and evil to discern if we need to be on this job or walk away from this job to discern if we need to be in this relationship or walk away from this relationship to discern if we need to do this with our money or do that with our money to discern if our children are doing this we need we're either going to chew them out or put them in the hands of god to discern where i need to go or where i don't need to be to discern wisdom brings maturity maturity brings growth so you have to ask yourself where do you want to grow because of where you want to go amen amen so our bible study prayer is lord we need your help to know what to do thank you for your generous promise to give us your wisdom Help us to trust you as we follow your leading. Amen, amen, and amen. So know that I love you and know that God loves you more. If you lack wisdom, ask of God. If you lack direction, ask of the Lord. No matter what your weaknesses are, no matter what your inabilities are, no matter what your struggles are, no matter what troubles you were in, ask God to give you direction. And when God gives you direction, 
than asking for wisdom so that you will be able to understand the direction you're about to walk into or run away from. Amen. Amen. So know that I love you. The Lord loves you more. If it's God's will, I'll be on here tomorrow at 12 noon. I thank you all for tuning in to Mr. and Mrs. Um, devotions coupled together Bible study. You need prayer. You can text your prayer request to 865-214-7770. If you lack salvation, ask the Lord and he will save you. He will give you salvation. He will give you sanctification. You won't change. Ask the Lord to bring change. Whatever you need from the Lord, he will do just what you need him to do according to his will amen according to his will and according to his riches and glory by christ jesus amen so continue to pray for me as i continue to pray for you tomorrow if it's god's will is april the 22nd our bible study lesson will be known and love coming from psalms 19 and 12 but who can discern their own errors forgive my hidden faults. That's going to be real good. Amen. Amen. So I will talk to you all later. And thank you all for tuning in. For those of you who just tuned in, you can go back and watch the replay. Amen. Amen.